Come on, come on, worship him. Worship him. Worship the God you serve. My, 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 my. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, God. We worship you, God. We worship you. You're wonderful. You're mighty. You're powerful. You're awesome, God. Glory, you glory, glory, glory. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Oh, we worship you, God. Thank you, God, for your goodness and your mercy. For your goodness and your mercy. I, I didn't say I was good, but you're good. And your mercy makes up for me. Hey, God, hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Yes, Lord. Your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Toward us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, glory, hey, glory. Let the oil flow. Hey, my Let the oil flow. Hey, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. God, we thank you today. We thank you for the anointing of the living God. Thank you that on this Pentecost Sunday, we feel your presence. Have your way. Move in the spirit like never before. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. All of you are aware that today is Pentecost Sunday. And the scripture today is uh, found in Acts 2, beginning at verse 1. I'm reading the New King James Version. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all on one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. want to add today to that passage of Scripture, Romans 15, verse 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
For the next few moments, I want to talk about manifestation of the overflow. Come on, give God a praise if you will. You may be seated if you will. Manifestation of the overflow. I want to be honest with you that we gather today at a critical time in human history. If you are not aware of what's going on in the world, it is because you have deliberately taken on an ostrich mentality and dug your head deep in the dirt and sand of time. Because right now in human history, we are at a point where you have to know that something is coming. You have to sense it. You have to realize we are in the middle of a major transition. The Ukrainian war is the tip of the iceberg because it is a tipping point in man's inhumanity to man at a level not seen since World War II. We are now at a point in our world where we are now experiencing, even in our own area, gas prices that are now higher than most of us have seen. I don't know about you, when I looked at my, uh, the bill, the man looked at me and said, were you planning on spending this much? It was literally double what I normally pay to fill my truck. It's one of the, the oddest things in the world. See, most of us are looking at partials. Let me give you a bigger picture. Think about it. Florida yesterday was flooded with water, but California has a water restriction. Former lakes like Lake Mead is nearly dry. And boats are sitting at dry harbors. We're at a point right now where earthquakes are happening in places that never had earthquakes. And where we're burning and allowing others to take the rain for us for profit. We're in a place right now in our world where somebody at 18 years old can walk in and buy an assault weapon and then take the lives of innocent babies. You know, it's funny. We won't even let you drink till you're 21. But you can carry a weapon of war on a street of the city. We're in a place right now where people and their prejudices and biases are causing them to do irreparable damage to others for no other reason than they wanted to. And we're in a place, I don't know, maybe it's just me, where common sense just ain't common. The, the simple things, now, you can be for the Second Amendment, and I am. You can be for the Second Amendment and still be sensible. It, 
makes no sense for anyone who is a responsible gun owner not to believe that there are some restrictions that just make sense for everybody. Even the old West realized you couldn't go into a bar drunk and have a gun on you because drunk folk do crazy things. Let me walk with you for a moment. The idea right now is that something is about to take place. I don't want to get too apocalyptic on you this morning. After all, it's Pentecost. I'll do that another time. The idea that something is about to take place, given our market and the housing crisis we're in, it's not far-fetched on even the casual observer of the news. It's not far-fetched. You know something's in the air. Now, what I want to suggest to you is there's always an antithesis. Wherever you see the works of darkness, God is always somewhere working in the light. Darkness never gets to prevail without light giving balance. So the more you think about it and the more you can see in the darkness, don't worry because light I got something for you today. Listen, what you need to recognize is that as Israel got to their worst point, at their lowest ebb, and even as God's disciples were feeling the blues and blahs, it was all a precursor for an explosion in the earth realm of faith. In other words, even as everything was coming in, God was at the same time working and making things come in a new direction. I want to suggest to you that believers now need to position ourselves in prayer like never before. I promise you I'll make sense of it. Believers now need to get ready to be used of God like never before. Because what the world needs now more than anything else are believers who will live their faith. The world needs more light. And since the Bible teaches us that ye are the light of the world, if the world needs more light, it means it needs more you. Listen, what God is getting ready to do right now and what God is revealing unto us even as we go now is that there's about to be a manifestation. And I believe that it's going to be a manifestation of overflow. And by overflow, I mean abundance. There's about to be a manifestation of overflow and abundance. God is getting ready to rain and pour down his anointing, his holy fire like we've never seen it. We're about to see what God can really do 
darkness, there's about to be an overflow, and I decree and declare before you even now that he promised that if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, good God Almighty, forgive them of their sins and heal their land. I, there's about to be a manifestation. And what people need to realize now is that we're about to see God return again to do signs and wonders in the earth realm and miracles like we haven't seen. And you need to realize that it's all happening because we're setting up for the end. And before it's over, the word of God has to be preached. It has to be taught. It has to be lived. It has to be caught by those who are seeking. Let me preach it. What, what you have to know, what you have to know about Pentecost is that Pentecost was a divine adjustment in the earth realm. And, and I'm going to come back to that word adjustment in a moment. Pentecost was a divine adjustment, and that's where I'll end. Let me give it to you like this. It was time for a change. And at Pentecost, God put God's own people in position to lead change. Oh, bless his holy name. Let me tell you something. If you notice the text, and the, the Bible teaches us this, that they all had to get on one accord. First thing I want you to know about this Pentecost Sunday and the manifestation of, of overflow is this. The alignment they needed. That alignment of getting on one accord was made possible by atonement. Because of Calvary, they were able to get in alignment. Jesus says, I'm going to leave with you the comforter, the Pedocletos. Because I go to the Father, he will send you a another comforter. I just need you to get in alignment. I need you to, yeah, I, I might have to start make you a little bit less busy so that you can concentrate on me. I might have to put you in a position where you stop worrying about everything else and start thinking about me for a moment. That, that, let, 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 me, let, me, let me do it to you like this. It's no accident that they were all in one place. Not only had they been told to go to Jerusalem, but they were there because they also felt that there was something empowering about being with other people that see what you see that outsiders can't see. that hear a still small voice that others drowned out in the blues. That, that, 
there's something about being around others who have some semblance of a thought that wants to do right that helps you to realize I'm not alone in this thing. That I'm not the only one that's trying to do the right thing. I'm not the only one that's trying to pray. I'm not the only one that's reaching out to heaven. I'm not the only one that's calling upon the name of the Lord. There are others who have not bowed their knee to bail. There are others who have not given in to this culture. There are others who realize that God is still worthy to be praised. The alignment is made possible by atonement. Jesus said, Jesus tries to explain it to them. He, he, he lays it out for them in John 16. He tells them, he says, I want to explain something to you. He says, when a woman gives birth, John 16, verse 21, says, when a woman gives birth, she has a hard time. There's no getting around it. But when the baby is born, there's joy in the birth. This, this new life in the world wipes out the memory of the pain. He, said, he says, there, there may be a transition that feels painful, but when you get to the transition, there's nothing but joy. I gotta switch mics, y'all. Let me just let me change up. So listen, when you get through the transition, there's nothing but joy. I feel it here. He says the sadness, he says, I, I'm getting ready to go away. And the sadness that you experience right now, he says, that's going away too. He says, when I see you again, you're gonna have full joy. You'll no longer ask questions. He says, I want you to know something. I'm revealing something to you. Ask in my name according to my will of the Father. And he says, and he will most certainly give it to you so that your joy will be like a river overflowing. He says, transitions are hard. And you might feel a little rough around the edges, but the end result from the transition is joy. Okay. He was speaking of his death, the atonement leading to joy. Come on. The alignment leads to an anointing. The reason why they had to get on one accord is so they could be anointed to do what God wanted them to do. Let me say it again. You see, you can't do what God wants you to do if you don't have no power. Okay. Let me. I just, I just want to be honest with you. I don't care what you're driving out there right now. Somebody got a Mercedes, somebody got a Caddy, somebody got a truck, so, somebody, I don't care what it is. You could have a Kia out there or a Tesla. I do one thing and it won't run. All I got to do is take the battery out. Let me help you here. You have to have some power. And each one of you need to realize you can't depend on my power to run your car. Now, if you got a battery 
and it's not too far gone, I can take my power and connect it to your power and jumpstart your power. But everybody's got to have their own power source. That's why everyone individually had to receive the Holy Ghost. Let me help you here. I know, I know I got a great anointing, but but you can't work on my anointing. You've, you've got to have your own anointing. You, you've got to have your own power. You've got to have something on the inside of you so that in the midnight hour, when life is beating you down, you can call upon the name of the Lord for yourself and the anointing within you will destroy yokes, lift up burdens, open up and pick up bow down heads when they when they got on one accord when they got on one accord I, I, I'm, I'm going to rush this because I know I'm, I'm out of time but I'm not out of word listen when they got on one accord that alignment led to an anointing and the Bible says that the spirit of God began to lay on each of them. Ah, my, my, my. Each of them got a touch. You, you know, you know uh, we, we used to sing songs like, let it fall on me. Y'all might not know nothing about that. You, we sing songs like, breathe on me. What, what, what are you talking about on me? Because, see, I need God to touch me. I ain't worried about what God doing in you right now. I need God to touch me. I'm not worried about what God doing at your house. I need him to touch my house. Let, let me, like, I need to say it one more time. Let me help you right here. Let me get you right now at your life, in your, at your address. When you're going through something, and all of us are, you need to be able to know that when you pray, that you have power in your prayer. You, you need to have power. I don't know about you, but I can't get up and by myself. I got to have an anointing when I stand here. I need to have power every time I stand in this pulpit because if I don't have power, I'm standing here flat-footed by myself. But I never want to be by myself when I got the Holy Ghost. But watch this, watch this, watch this. The anointing rested upon each of them. The Bible says there's something took place. I want to just drop this nugget on you. The anointing is always for assignment. And let, me, let me say it one more time. The anointing is always for assignment. I don't need to give you this anointing if I don't have anything for you to do. If I drop my anointing on you, it's because I've got something for you to do. Come here, Holy Ghost. If I give you my anointing, it's because I have something for you to do. If, if, 
y'all missed it, went over your head. One more time, I'm gonna try it again. There's no sense in me dropping off oil at your address if you're just gonna leave the oil inside. We need the oil to flow. We need the anointing to move. We need people to be healed. We need souls to be saved. We need deliverance to take place. Their anointing comes with an assignment. Let, let me let me let me let me drop three uh, an A, B, and C underneath here since I'm already here. The, 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 the first thing, the anointing comes A from a divine descent. The anointing comes from a divine descent. In other words, the spirit came down upon them. It came down upon them. Now the metaphor there is meant to mimic the oil running down from the head of Aaron down to the skirts of his garment. It came down. Y'all missed it. Let me do it again. That's why in your household, you can't really be a leader in your household if you don't let the anointing come down upon you to your children. Oh, let me preach it in here. The anointing flows down. They ought to, you, you ought to be drippy. Your drip can't just be from what you wear. Your drip can't be just from the gold chain on your neck or the ring on your hand or the watch on your wrist. Your drip has to be from the anointing on your life. You ought to be drippy. Y'all know I feel like preaching today. Listen, listen, the divine descent. But the second thing y'all know is, that this is the B underneath here. The anointing was for assignment, and it was an assignment of deliverance. Reverend, what are we being delivered from? He says, I need to deliver you from your fear. Because one of the reasons they were in the room locked when Jesus came in was because they were afraid of what other folk might say. They were afraid of how others might treat them. They were afraid of what people might think about their faith. They were afraid that people would know that they were followers of Jesus and might do something to them. I got to deliver you from your fear. Let me help somebody here. You need to realize that your faith has to be bigger than your fear. They were delivered from their faithlessness. They were delivered from their folly. Let me tell you something. They had been outcast and nobody wanted to be around them and they were afraid to be around everybody else. And I want to help somebody here. Sometime when there's a mark on your life, other folk are not going to always understand who you are. They may get it later on. They might not get it immediately. But don't you worry if people don't understand you. You be the best you you can be. Live your life like God wants you to live it. I don't care if nobody else understands what God is doing in your life, the need for you to study and pray on what God is saying about you. You be you because what you have to do is you need to be delivered from people. 
But the C here, the C here underneath this assignment is they were anointed for a disruption of the status quo. Y'all missed it, went over your head. In other words, the way things were going needed to be disrupted. And we about to disrupt the status quo. I gotta, I gotta preach this. Let me help you right here. The way things are going need to be disrupted. And we're about to take it to the street. And excuse me, we're gonna be vocal. We're gonna be seen and heard. Because something needs to be disrupted. Something needs to be said. I don't know, everybody might not like Beto O'Rourke, and they might think he was wrong when he showed up at the Texas governor's press conference, but Beto walked up in there like a G and stood there and said, I don't know why we having a press conference when we just lost all of these babies here to guns that shouldn't have been on the street. Somebody needs to disrupt the status quo. I wish I had a witness in here. Some of you sisters in here live on the edge of the intersectionality of your blackness and your femininity and you've been treated like a second class citizen paid less wages for the same work. Sometimes we need to disrupt the status quo. Some of you in here who sought to be friends with people that others disenfranchised and because you walk with the oppressed, people talked about you. But you need to realize there are times when we need to disrupt the status quo. There are times when we have to say no. There are times we have to say change must come. You don't know me, but I'm your brother. I was raised here in this living hell. You don't know my kind of your world. Fairly soon the time will tell. You te keep telling me things you're going to do for me. But I ain't blind and I don't like what I think I see. Take it into the streets. Come on, do me, brothers. Sometimes you got to take it to the street. Sometimes you got to call poverty and disenfranchisement out and just take it to the street. You have to say that we will no longer be silent. We're willing to disrupt the status quo. Okay, I got to close y'all. I know y'all looking at me crazy, but before I leave here on this Pentecost Sunday, I want to tell you this last thing. You can look at somebody, just say, neighbor, assignments are for adjustments. In other words, if God has given us an assignment, it's because something needs to be changed. I don't believe God gave us Pentecostal fire just to shout in church. I want to shout with the best of them. I can't shout like Ella Martin, but I want to shout with the best of them. 
I want to speak in tongues with the best of them. I want to run around the church with the best of them. I want to have the anointing on my life with the best of them. But at some point in my life, I need to turn that anointing into a way to change the world. And I need to get up out of my seat. And I need to walk into the street and say, for God I live and for God I die. And I need to ask myself a question. What would Jesus want me to do? How would Jesus want me to act? And that's the way I want to be. I want to disrupt the status quo. And I want to say to every politician that you need to stop worrying about your party and start worrying about people. I want to say to every individual in a position of power, stop worrying about prestige and worry about taking care of poverty. I need to say to people, stop mistreating folk because you don't like who they are or who they love. You need to treat people like people. We need to disrupt the status quo and say to this world, change is going to come. It's going to start with me. This is Pentecost. Somebody give God a praise. Well, bless the name of the Lord. I just thank you. Come on, give God a praise. Put your hands together. Look here, do me a favor. Don't let that mask be a muzzle. If you just open up your mouth underneath your mask and just tell God, thank you for Pentecost. Thank you for the anointing on my life. Thank you for the anointing on my life. Thank you for the anointing on my life. God, if you put me in a boardroom, I won't just sit there and let them say any old thing. I'll speak up for those that can't speak for themselves. God, if you open up a door on a job, I, if there's a way to bring someone else behind me, I'll help the door stay open. God, if you give me a position of power, I'll use the power for your glory. I'll make godly decisions. I'll be moral in my judgment. I won't just look out for my wallet. I'll try to see how I can bless somebody else. If I can help somebody while I'm traveling along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or a song, if I can show somebody that they're traveling wrong, my living shall not be in vain. God, help me to live my assignment so that I can help this world make an adjustment. Because when the overflow happens, it happens in the streets. Come on, bless the name of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
extend an invitation. Maybe there's somebody here that's looking for a place to worship a church home. I want to extend an invitation to come. This is your chance now to come give your hand to the preacher, your heart to God. If you're here and you're looking for a church home, everyone's standing for just a moment. If you're here, you're looking for a place of worship. I'm going to ask even now, if you just raise your hand where you are, ushers look around. I want to look around if there's somebody here. Everyone else, bow your heads. If you're at home and you're listening to me now, I extend an invitation to become a part of this fellowship. You can email me, call me, write me. Let me know. Bishop, I want to be a part of Shiloh. I want to be a part of what you're doing there. I want to extend an invitation to you right now. I know God is touching and speaking and moving. I want you to come. Give your life to the Lord. Give your life to the Lord. And if you're already saved, you say, Bishop, I'm already saved. I just, I want to be a member of the fellowship. That's, I want you to come on and let us give you the right hand of fellowship and embrace you as our new brother, our new sister. We love you already. God bless you. God bless you. Father, I bless your name for your people now, those listening on the YouTube and Facebook and podcasts. I thank you for those in the sanctuary. Thank you that the word of the living God has been preached. I pray it will not return void. I thank you that it will accomplish that which you sent it out to. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Have your way. And we thank you, even in this house, that the oil, that the Holy Ghost flows like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please be seated. God bless you. I love each one of you. I want to extend you an invitation now to give. Get your offering ready on your way out the door. As you leave this morning, I'm going to ask that you just put your tithes, your offerings into a basket on your way out. I know, I, I just trust God. If you, um, if you desire, you can, there are three ways to give. Some people are mailing their gifts in every week. Some people actually have it in their bank where their bank sends their check for them. Pays it like a bill, just sends their check in every week. You can give, but you can also give online through GiveLify or through Cash App. And then you can do it the old-fashioned way. Drop it in the mailbox. Amen. I want to thank you. We were able to bless the Hope Church. Uh, we, we blessed them. A few weeks ago, we, we helped them to get 21 new chairs for their sanctuary. And we praise God for that. We just received a letter from Selma University thanking us. We sent Selma University who's in the middle of the campaign, HBCU school in Alabama, and we sent them a check for $2,500. We keep giving every week. We, we give back. We keep turned over. When you give to, to Shiloh, just know. But our benevolent funds, our gifts, we just try and get it back into the community. We don't see ourselves as a dead sea. We see ourselves as a pass-through. Send it, send it, send it, send it. So I want to thank you for your contributions. 
Thank you for what you're doing. There's so many things that we do outside of the public purview, but you need to know that we're doing it every week. Amen. Including feeding people every single week. Amen. Amen. We are getting it out. I love you all, the love of the Lord. Let's get you, if you have your offering in your hand or your device, let's pray over the offering now. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you now for tithes and offering. We give as unto you, not unto man, because we know, God, that you are blessing us and you made us cheerful, hilarious givers. Return to us, and even in this season of chaos in the world, Thank you, Lord, that we're in the cushion of the sea, that though the storm go above us, we yet, Lord, feel no pressure because you're keeping us. Bless us even now. Return a hundredfold. In Jesus' name, amen.